Our next guest on her ice, the head coach of the Farmington Tigers, champions of Class 2A Section 1, making their third consecutive trip to the Class 2A state tournament, Mr. John Holmes. John, how are you and how are the Tigers? Hey, I'm good. Uh, Glad to be in the uh, state tournament, especially after a very surreal couple of months here that we've had for, for hockey. How, how's the team looking? How are they, uh, are they ready? Are they, is this old hat for them by this point? You know, I wish you could say it's old hat, but every time you make it to the dance, it's, uh, it's exciting and the kids are pumped up. They're ready to go. Um, you know, we're, we're coming in, I think for us, it's a good spot for us to be in. We, uh, we finished the season out strong, um, after a rocky kind of start to the season, we went two, five and one to begin with. And, um, a lot of reasons for why that took out, but the last, the last, uh, the last games suited us well. And so, uh, we feel like we're kind of on the upswing and ready to go for this tournament. Yeah. That was, uh, the first thing that I wrote down this morning was started season two, five, one, dot, dot, dot. What changed? Um, <laughs> uh, you honest, I'll be honest, not a lot changed. Uh, you know, we, we started off two, five and one, and this is, this is now my 14th year coaching girls hockey. <laughs> so there's and no panic for you. No, no panic, but I will say it was the most unlucky I've ever seen a team be in a game. And you know, hockey's a sport where you have a lot of um, different things that can happen. A goalie can get hot. You can hit some crossbars and some pipes and you might drop one or two here or there, but to, to drop the games that we dropped in the beginning of the season, the way we dropped them was, for me, something I'd never seen before. We had been out shooting teams by double digits uh, and still losing, finding, you know, ways to just not score when we needed to. And, you know, if there was a ladybug that would have fallen from the ceiling, it would have hit one of our girls in the eye in the breakaway. And, I mean, it was just, it was crazy how it started. And, uh, you know, the, the old adage of stay the course, trust the process was starting to get a little bit old. And then finally it, it worked. So. Wow, a ladybug on the ceiling. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to remember that one. As you <laughs> mentioned you've been doing this. <clears throat> excuse me for 14 years, doing it for so long. Do you do you not ignore the regular season, but you understand that it's it's 25 games until it's really one and done. Like let's chill out. We have 25 games to figure out line combinations, D pairings. We're not worried about what our record is until section playoffs. Yeah. Um... I would say that kind of what you just said, I would agree with to a, to a certain degree. Like, obviously you want to, you want to approach every game with a, an attitude of you want to go on to win because um, they all are, you know, 25 mini opportunities to learn how to play the game and learn how to, you know, kind of face a, a different opponent. Um, but yeah, the general overall synopsis for me has always been um, I want to teach the girls how they can play to a specific level at a specific time when needed. And so, you know, throughout the year, we do a lot of different games that we try to change up the, the energy before the game, like whether we're playing for something specific, whether, you know, in the past we've played, uh, you know, the coach Casano's are good friends of mine. So we always play their teams for a flannel, you know, and and we we get the kids, we get the kids, you know, the, the, the winning coach gets the flannel and has to, and you get to put it on the coach. And so these are little things that we'll do throughout the year where I'll pick certain teams that I know are going to be games where, we're going to need to kind of get them up a little bit. And if I can go through those games, maybe five and oh, or six and oh, or five and one, um, I know that we're going to be ready for playoffs. So I, I do kind of pick and choose those because playoffs is different. 
They certainly are different, uh, Coach. This is Todd speaking. Uh, we're talking about a little bit how you've been able to get to, you know, like we mentioned before, this is your third year in role for the last five years. It always seems like there's something that has kind of bit you right at the wrong time. And I, I, I want you to go into a little detail. And it sounds like you've kind of done that a little bit where, like, you know, last year you had uh, Claire Enright was hurt. This year that she tra- you know, she got that she transferred. But here you are still right back where you belong, if I can say that, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's tough. You know what? High school sports are, I'm sure colleges have their same things with girls moving and transferring. Um, but I think, you know, one of the big things is that the kids really get a vibe from our staff and uh, from our program that, you know, that what they're doing is, is kind of bigger than hockey. And it's an easy sell for me because I, I'm, I mean, I'm born and raised in Farmington. So for me, I have the ability to kind of just be like, this isn't just about winning a game on the ice. This is for me trying to build a community and make sure that we're doing the right things and paving paths for the future kids that are coming through because, you know, not all these girls were able to just walk into a team that's had success. They had to earn it. And so a lot of these kids that are coming to us now, um, they've, they've grown up seeing us have a lot of the success. And so it's, it's a, it's a different uh, sell to them because now it's not, you don't have to go in there and earn a spot at the section finals. Like some of these other girls did, you've got to now be able to figure out not how to keep it going, but also how do you pay it forward? And, you know, it's, I think if you, if you, if you focus on the big picture, the playoffs comes easier um, and the season comes harder, if that makes sense. Cause you're looking at things through more of a telescope than a microscope. And uh, so like the, the transfer items, when kids move in or move out and um, you know, kids get sick or get hurt, those just kind of become road bumps rather than major ups and downs. And we just kind of roll with them. Gotcha. So Brenna Furman has been one of those players that I'm sure has made transitions easier for your staff over her time with the Tigers. Uh, played with Team USA, probably one of the more underrated players in the state. Just, <clears throat> excuse me, geez, grab a lozenge or something. Um, <laughs> one of the more underrated players in the state because Farmington isn't, you know, in the spotlight like Andover or in Edina. But right. she's a Miss Hockey finalist. What has she meant to the program during her time? Brenna is, uh, I mean, as a coach, you can't ask for someone that's going to do more for you um, on the ice or even off the ice. She's, she's got one gear and it's hyperdrive and she never stops moving. Um, and so for her back there, I could count on, I could count on one hand how many times I've seen her beat in a uh, one-on-one situation. And that was probably um, of those five times, four of them came her eighth grade year. So she's just so good with her gap control. She's your first four checker. She's your first back checker. Um, she's learning really in her senior year, how to become more of an offensive player. Cause she's never really had that um, threat, but this, even these last few games, she's given herself a lot of opportunities to score some goals and also, you know, drive the net and create opportunities for our forwards. So having her back there is, is huge. And uh, you know, she's a, she's really like the backbone of the team when it comes to energy. Uh, I've watched your team for a couple of years. I only got to see them once this season. But what struck me the most about the Tigers is that your team seems to play positionless hockey. You mentioned Brenna is sometimes your first four-checker. Jaden Seifert kind of does the same thing. Liv Hellison can carry the puck through the neutral zone and into the offensive zone. Is that something that the coaching staff has intentionally done where everybody is a scoring option on every play, or is that something that just kind of meshes with your team's skill set? 
no, it's uh, it's definitely something that we're working on. We want we call it the fourth forward. Um, we want to make sure that uh, with the with the defensive core that we have, and I and I, honestly, I I think that our our defensive core is probably one of the best in the state. And so, knowing that we can trust them on odd man rushes, knowing that we can trust them, and in situations where you know most uh, coaches might not want to see their defensemen get put into, we we throw the dice a little bit and say, Hey, we want you up in the play. We want you becoming that extra four checker. And of course our, the first question our forwards ask are, well, should I be covering for them? And our answer usually is no. Uh, we want you getting up in that play and, and, you know, putting the throttle down. Now, obviously that changes depending on which team you play, but uh, right. you know, it, it, it has been a theme for us throughout the year. And I think that was tough. Maybe that could have been some of it going into the beginning of the year, two, five and one, we were maybe, getting a little too lackadaisical in the D zone and, and some of those chances weren't going in. So, but again, it's a season process, not just trying to win single games. So what was the key in that, that final, uh, that section final against uh, Lakeville South? It was a nothing, nothing after first uh, everybody both had two goals. You, you know, you went up, they got two in a row and then you got a tire uh, midway through the second. And then you got that goal by Madison uh, Cadrick at the end of the third period to, to clinch it for you. What was the key for that game? Or how did that go for you from the bench's eye? So three things kind of went into this game plan. Um, the first one was we wanted to play the first period uh, super conservative. We wanted to see if they were going to make a mistake. Uh, and uh, they didn't. And neither did we. And so, you know, 0-0. Zero, zero, and they kind of had the same model it looked like. Um, and then we changed it up in the second and said, all right, let's, let's get a little bit more involved. And, um, you know, it paid off with Jaden taking the puck into the zone and scoring a goal from the defensive side. And then, um, you know, we got a little lackadaisical in the D zone and gave up two quick ones, but then again, bounced right back. And so the game opened up in the second a little, um, but then, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing we went into this game with was we, we want to force and this might sound counterintuitive to some people, but we wanted to force their first line to play as much as possible. Um, they, they have a solid first line, but you know, I being biased, I, I honestly think our first line is more versatile. I thought we, our, our first line plays two way hockey better than there. And so I wanted our first line out there against theirs as much as we possibly could. So we, we pressed the issue. Um, we would, uh, we would double up. We'd go first line, second line, first line, third line, first line, second line. And they had to match as best they could. And um, it worked because by the second period, their first line was dumping pucks. They weren't chasing in anything. They weren't winning races. They got tired. They were taking shots from outside. And, um, you know, I think it kind of helped us out because our first line also is really super conditioned and they can go. So um, that was uh, that was something that I think was kind of the key to our success there. Well, you see Lakeville South's shoulders during the second period just start to drop. Between whistles, they've got hands on knees. They're kind of gasping for air and and uh, logging as much time as they can before each faceoff. In that section final, what was it like to watch uh, Catterlick get her first goal of the season in such a big moment? She seemed a little stunned after she yes. scored. Well, it's crazy to when I thought about it that that was her first goal because she's a she's a talented defenseman. Now again, she's playing with you know, Jaden Seifert, who's rushing the puck all the time. So she's always kind of got to play second fiddle to her. Right. Um, but you know, when I, when I looked at it and I was like, gosh, really, was that her first goal of the season? That was crazy. Cause she, she does have puck skills and, and in practice, she's probably one of our um, better scorers. You know, when you're doing drills, she usually is the one that's hitting the back of the net. Um, so, you know, it's big to watch her get that goal. It's big to see, um, 
you know, a defenseman like we had been practicing, rushing the puck and getting into the play, score the goal too, because we wanted to see that happen. And yeah, you know, watching their shoulders drop, it was kind of satisfying as a coach because you're thinking this, the plan's working. You know, we're what we wanted to have happen is starting to happen. And, um, you know, we, we were going to go into the last week of the season regardless, probably playing our first line every other shift all week just to get them ready for that game. And as fortune would have it, um, you know, six of our players were out the last, the final week of the season when we, when we played South the first time, um, they unfortunately had a, a player that had a positive COVID test. So we had to quarantine six of our um, mm. third line and third liners and, and fifth defensemen. So that whole last week we were playing with, you know, 11 kids and uh, it was tough. I mean, that's why the games were so back and forth. I mean, we, we lost our, we dropped our last game to Eastview four four three, but we outshot them 42 to 20. Um, we just retired in the D zone, you know? So, <laughs> but it, I, you know, things work for a reason. And I'm a big believer in that, that some things just play out for, for a reason. And it was that our girls got that extra week of conditioning. So it was good. Looking up and down your lineup here, you know, we talked to us about the superstar that you, you do have on your, on your squad as you get ready for the X, you get, you know, you know, Jaden and you've got Brenna and we, and we talked about um, uh, Madison getting the game winner there. Who in your squad do you feel is that unsung hero um, that really is the glue of the team? They may not get a lot of statistical points or show up on the score sheet, but if this gal was not on the squad, um, the team might not do as well in certain situations or certain games. You know, the first the first name that comes to my mind is Sam Oley. Uh, she does have a lot of goals. I think she's got 18 goals. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but uh, Sam Moley is just a – She's just a gem to coach. She's a, she knows how to uh, react to a lot of situations. She's one of those people that she's not going to get really super up or really super down. She's just going to kind of go through the game and, and do her job. And she's got a super heavy shot and she can tip a puck like no one else. She's a heck of a lacrosse player too. So that helps out, um, you know, and so she's, she's found her, her way into the net in these last few games. And she's the one that, like I said earlier with the puck luck, I mean, had any of any percentage of shots from her in the first part of the season gone in, she'd have 30 goals. Um, so she's, she's huge out there on the ice for us. And, you know, playing with uh, Sadie Long, who's by far the best corner player I think I've ever witnessed in girls hockey. I mean, she works a corner like no others. Um, she, she can, she can move the corner. She can control the play and that allows Sam to not have to get engaged in the corners and, and get open um, for some uh, clean shots. So it's, it's, it's a good combo. All right. Now it's time for the million dollar question, John. You've almost made it 15 minutes. You're almost done. Okay. <laughs> sell <laughs> sell us on why Farmington will come home with the class 2A hardware at the end of the tournament. Well, you know, the I think for us uh the big thing is this is our third time playing Andover in the in the quarterfinal. Um, and Andover comes in with a, a, you know, a flawless record and, uh, we know what they've got. We've seen them the last three times in a row. Uh, the thing that we've, we've seen that no other team in this, in this, uh, tournament has seen is adversity. Um, we've, we've had the worst luck. And so selling our girls on the idea of, Hey, you know what, guess what? You've been outplayed or we've outplayed so many teams and, um, sometimes we didn't end up with the win. So usually we know that if you all play them, you're going to get the win. But there are a lot of times where even if you don't get the shots advantage or you don't get the scoring chance advantage, 
these games are open to anybody that's on the ice. And so the girls are confident. The girls know that um, they have the ability to go out and do it, even if on paper they might not stack up to somebody. But, you know, as a coaching staff, we talk back and forth that I think we do stack up all right this year. You know, last year, I, I remember you guys asked the question, how many icings are you going to have? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no I was like, we were going to have a lot. I was realistic. And this year, I'm, I'm, I'm being realistic again. We're not being afraid to ice the puck. But, um, you know, I also think that uh, we've got the skaters, especially in the defensive side in our first line, that uh, they're going to have to do something to stop them. It's not going to be us just having to stop the teams we play. And uh, if, the, if they do overlook that, it, it's going to bite them. All right. Well, we've got Melissa up next in about 10 minutes. So we'll, we'll let you know what she says. We'll try to give you a little bit of help against that that juggernaut. We won't give yeah, your scouting a, report against her. So that I'll, is, Yeah, no scouting report. We won't share anything task, you said. But, hey, thanks a lot for taking time out of your day, John. Uh, enjoy the next couple of days, and then we wish you the best of luck on Saturday. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.